tis the season for cozy sweaters, mugs of mulled wine, and to break out our favorite holiday movies. Oh, I'm so excited. We are taking a break from the theaters and staying home for Christmas. Back with us, our colleague and friend of the pod, Amanda. How's it going? Pretty good. Feeling good. I'm so excited that you're here. Can't believe it. She's back. But before we really get into this, she's Tuesday. I'm Kaylee, and you're cozying up with whiskey and popcorn. So every year, I have a tradition of watching some very specific Christmas movies to get me into the holiday spirit. And if I don't watch these movies, then something is definitely missing from my holiday. It's ruined completely. And I'm sure a lot of people out there are just like me. In fact, I'm probably 100% sure that people who love the holidays have their movie traditions, the, the must-watch movies. So I thought, hey, why not talk about that? So, Amanda, you have revealed to me that in no uncertain terms, you are a Christmas nut. I love Christmas. I love the entire month of December. Everyone's cozy. Everyone's happy. I understand, like, growing up that, like, there are unhappy Christmas people, but, like, anything can happen at Christmas time. Christmas time is magical, and there's no other time where, like, there's such strong traditions, and it's great. I love it. So each one of us is going to tell our audience our ultimate favorite two movies that get us into the mood. And since you're, again, our returning guest by popular demand, we wanted to start with you. So I always watch Love Actually, like in the beginning. That's like, I kick it off. We watch it on Thanksgiving night. It's like light enough, but Christmassy enough where... I'm like in the mood without it being like, here's a Christmas movie. Like, there's a nice countdown to Christmas throughout the whole thing. So it kind of like gets you like, oh, this is what I'm going to prepare for for the next couple of weeks. So Lo- you start early. Yeah. My sister is like the biggest lover of Thanksgiving. So I respect her time. I give her her month. <laughs> I'm a Christmas fan who like doesn't rush into it because I like I wouldn't want anyone to like rush my favorite holiday. But as soon as we were like, we clean up the dishes, like it's Christmas. <laughs> 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 like that's that's the rule. So we watched Love Actually this year, and then I would also say like uh, another big one of my favorites, and it was hard for me to really narrow it down to two, but I would say the Elf is like really up there, and it's so good, it's so funny. I saw it with Kaylee last weekend. Um, I'm sorry if I recited the entire movie like as it was happening. <laughs> oh, it was adorable. But like it's so funny. There's so many good classic lines, and like. I'm not even like a big Will Ferrell fan and I love that movie and I feel like you don't have to even be like a big Christmas fan. You can love that movie. It's just, it's timeless. It's great. It is. Well, I want to pick apart the Love Actually thing because you're not the only person I've run into who loves that movie. and It has a huge fan base. It's like a cult following. Fair. Now, I need to go back and probably watch it again. I saw it once in the theater. I guess I was a young teen. And it was just kind of like... I right think I've my seen head. it five times already this season. Oh, this season? I was like, I thought you meant in your life. I was like, wait a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> this season. There aren't too many like good Christmas movies on Netflix right now. It's all like 
Netflix version of a Hallmark Christmas movie. There's like Ooh. 30 of those. And then there's like Bad Santa, Jim Carrey's <laughs> uh, Grinch, and then Love Actually. Like those are your only options. So I've seen Love Actually a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we just stop really quick and just say what's up with Hallmark and Christmas movies? Like It's too much. My Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime look like Christmas threw up all over. It's like, these are your recommended <laughs> movies. And I'm like, that is not true. That's not how the <laughs> algorithm <all>. works. No. <laughs> None of, this is not how any of this works. I mean, like, you know. I just feel like Hallmark must make the most money at this time of year because they must have like 30, 40, a thousand Christmas movies brand new every year. And I have family members who love it. So it's like always on in the house. And I'm like, didn't we just watch that? Oh, no. It's brand new. And I'm like, are you sure? They're like, yes. The one yesterday was this, this, and this. And I'm like, that's what we're watching now. No, it's not. <laughs> My favorite is there's like the uh, Hallmark Christmas movie drinking game. And it's like yes. anytime like a guy that's supposed to be Saint Nick winks at you. And like <laughs> hometown girl works in a bakery. And like, like all these like things where you're like, yeah, these are like the 10 qualifications. And they just like shuffle through them. Oh my god! And like that, those are their movies. That would make watching Hallmark movies so much more bearable with my family. I need a copy of that ASAP. Oh yeah. But they, oh, yeah. they do it right. Like they capitalize on it. Like I said, like anything can happen at Christmas time. That's like the magic of Christmas. And like that's what they can get away with at Hallmark because like that's what their audience wants is they just want like that magical happy ending where like no there are no rules like love wins every time and that is only digestible during Christmas time. <laughs> oh yeah, the prince, the prince of some foreign land that doesn't really exist, falls in love with the little homely baker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Small town. Yeah, and like it, she uh, didn't know he was a prince, and then he just like went and got coffee at her bakery all the time, and they were friends. Or like the one that was on the other night, where it was like this couple is like this high-powered businesswoman or something stuck in Chicago O'Hare Airport with this country singer. Ah. Ooh. Good. And yeah. things get twangy. <laughs> I'm going Very to assume. Quickly. I didn't watch it. <laughs> so, well, we'll come back to Elf in a little bit, but Tuesday, why don't you kick us off with one of your favorite must watch holiday films. Absolutely. And to be the dichotomy I am, the opposite of Amanda, I am your Christmas Scrooge for the podcast over <laughs> here. Uh, this is for multiple reasons. One, I'm Jewish. Two, I grew up with a mother who not only disliked Christmas music, but actually hated the holiday in general. So back in the day, you know, there were times I maybe wish that we were more into the holiday, but now that I've gotten older, I realized how incredibly correct my mother was. Traffic, parking, the same Christmas music playing in discount or department stores. And most of the time, you know, Christmas morning nowadays, I'm reminded that my parents got me two new tires like three months ago, and that's what my Christmas present is that year. <laughs> but I, I'm okay with that. It's practical, and, you know, my parents will go, hey, remember this when it's Christmas, and so then I do. Adulting for the win. <laughs> Adulting for the win. I and do want to say really quick, as mm -hmm. you were describing all of that for our listeners out there, Amanda was over there shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we, we got our Scrooge and then our Christmas elf right next to each other. <laughs> it's good. So in the tradition of being a Scrooge, my first movie is going to be Scrooged. It's a good oh one. Oh, Bill yep. Murray. 1988 Scrooged featuring Bill Murray and Karen Allen is a favorite of mine. 
I mean, come on. It's a high-powered drunk who hates the holiday and goes through the typical visits by the three ghosts. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with any of that movie, and it's <laughs> hilarious, and I have fond memories memories of growing up and watching it with my brother. Mm. Well, it kind of reminds me of, like, there's this weird subversive tradition that's old but to tell ghost stories at Christmas time and like there's that whole Krampus tradition in like Germany Mm -hmm. Scandinavian things and I'm like what's up with having scary at Christmas time where like you're eaten alive if you're not good or or, like like, I think there's like this (laughs) this Nordic tradition like where instead of getting coal in your stocking if you've been bad this giant cat will eat you if you've been a bad child i feel like growing up with cats that would have had a much bigger effect on me had my parents told me that like coal i was like whatever i'll whatever. just like throw it away but like growing up with cats if they're like they will become giant and then they will swallow you like i probably would have behaved a lot better fair yeah <laughs> Scary movies and Christmas, I don't know. It's such a weird thing to tell ghost stories at this time of year. But I'm wondering if it has, like, an older tradition. I don't know of, like, it's the end of the year. It's dark. It's cold. Things are dying. People are, like, coming together. There's, like, a lot of, like, togetherness. Like, I think of ghost stories like campfire stories. Totally. And, like, being together. Like, maybe that's where it comes from. I could see that. Totally. Totally. Scrooge is very good. I love Bill Murray. He's one of my favorites. I mean, he's he's got the token ones, you know. It's Scrooge and Groundhog's Day. Great and movie. What about Bob? And what about Bob? I mean, like, all of these things I remember growing up on. So Scrooge just feels so apropos for the season. We have spent $40 million on a live TV show. You guys have got an ad with America's favorite old fart reading a book in front of a fireplace. Now, I have to kill all of you. Now, what did you think of that Bill Murray Christmas special that was on Netflix where it's like he's kind of stuck in like a lounge somewhere and he just starts singing. It's like this weird montage of celebrity singers who come through and like carol with him. Did you ever end up seeing that? Mm -mm. Yeah, it was like two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. I started watching it and I was like, "Mm, this is like adult glee. I gotta stop watching this. And I watched all of Glee as it aired. Like, I was in choir, like, my entire life. Like, I'm into Glee. But I was, like, watching, I was like, hmm, Glee was charming because they were 16. <laughs> like, this is strange to Uh-oh. me. Oh, Bill Murray, you're not charming. You gotta come and punk Amanda. Dun, Guess dun, so. Dun. <laughs> but I like it because these are all, though, minus that, pre-Wes Anderson Bill Murray, mm-hmm. like before his resurrection or rebirth or whatever we want to call it. And that's my Bill Murray. Like, I love Wes Anderson. I do love Wes Anderson, <laughs> but I'm like, I've loved you since the beginning. Fair. <laughs> All right. So for me, I have two movies as well. I'm going to start with my absolute go-to is Home Alone. Mm. Um, I don't know what it is about this movie that I l- identify with so much because I neither have siblings. I'm an only child. <laughs> I did not grow up in a giant house. Um, I didn't exactly wish my parents would disappear, but I love the idea of being home alone and booby-trapping a giant house. Yeah, like getting mischievous. Yes. And an entire cheese pizza to yourself. (laughs) I mean, how awesome would that be? You know, just going grocery shopping and just like his little smart-alecky comments. Are you here all by yourself? Ma'am, I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. 
Where's your mom? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and your sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Uh, I can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. I was just like, I think I was in love with Macaulay Culkin as a little girl. Fair. I'm like, I wanted him to be my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you're cute, funny, and smart. Look at you outwitting these bad guys. (laughs) And actually, a trilogy that I like. The Home Alone trilogy is actually legit. I loved also uh, Home Alone Lost in New York. That one's Mm. fantastic. I think that one honestly goes neck and neck with the first. Like either one could be the first one. It would be still good. Oh, and gosh, in the second one, it's uh, Tim Curry was fantastic in that movie. I loved loved his little knock on door housekeeping. (laughs) (laughs) Tim Curry's perfect in everything he plays. He is. I just like... He, he's wonderful. I loved his little the little Grinch smile that he had. Mm-hmm. Like if if they had to do that live action Grinch over again, not Jim uh, Carrey but Tim again. Curry. <laughs> there you go. But yes, Home Alone, and also like the John Williams score in that is phenomenal. When I listen to Christmas music, I get very specific about it. It's not what you're hearing in the malls. It's not what you hear when you walk through Tempe Marketplace from your car as they blast it across the entire outdoor space, which drives me nuts. It's like the soundtrack to Home Alone. It's super traditional Irish Christmas music uh-huh. that nobody else is playing. But you love. That's right. And uh-huh. it doesn't bother me because it's not freaking jingle bells all over again and again and again and again. <laughs> or all I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. Yeah, it's too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we going back to Elf? We need to go back to okay. Elf because I also love Elf. I decided not to pick that as one of mine, but I tend to watch that every year, no matter what. It's because so it, funny. It's hilarious. I mean, even as a Scrooge, I will say, if you don't like Elf, like you are a jerk. <laughs> I mean, like there is just no way that you can't be happy like, I got a whole 45 minutes of sleep, you know, like, I mean, it's, I got a whole 40 minutes. Yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh, real life. And just like watching him eat the entire time is amazing. I think like the best part is like you don't even have to like Christmas to like that movie just because like watching Will Ferrell, the only person who could have played that role, I'm convinced. I got like, it, yeah. Hop around in New York City and get hit by multiple taxis. And then like later in the movie, he like tells Zoe Deschanel, he's like, watch out, the yellow ones don't stop. <laughs> like, like those things are like, they're so witty and they're just so funny. And it like, it is about Christmas, but like what makes it great isn't that it's about Christmas. It's like, almost like a coming of age thing I guess but it's surrounded by just like someone at an adult age who should be kind of jaded just being like so starry eyed about this thing that like is supposedly for children and it brings me so much joy why are you smiling like that I just like to smile smiling's my favorite Santa's coming in town Santa! oh my god Santa here I know him I know him. It's, it's so adorable. So cute. And like, Will Ferrell's freaking huge. He's like 6'5". Yeah. I mean, he towers above everybody in New York, let alone the elves. So just the, the visuals on that is hysterical. But I, I completely agree. It's that like naivete. Yeah. That really gets you. You're like, oh, he's just completely unjaded. And this is the most amazing thing. And then he's in tights the whole time. Like, it's just so funny. (laughs) A a grown man that should never be in tights. Yellow tights, tights, no less. (laughs) I'm sorry I crammed three cookies into the VCR. (laughs) 
We could just have her do the whole movie right here, right now. I could. So um, funny. All right. My second movie is the 1994 The Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. So good. So say what you will about him, but I grew up watching Tool Time and Galaxy Quest. And, of course, he's the voice for Buzz and Toy Story. And there's just something about a, a divorcee who accidentally kills Santa that gets me really ready for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like this is the movie that would, like, happen to you. Because, <laughs> like, his character Scott I don't remember his last name but Scott like isn't into Christmas he's like he like wears like I don't know like silk pajamas and like burns the Christmas dinner and like he's just like so unprepared to like Mm -hmm. host his kid for Christmas and then like within minutes like he's the big guy like like, it's so funny and like it's a great movie that also has great sequels oh completely yeah so I was the kid who always asked my parents like, how did Santa pay the mortgage the rest of the year? And I was like, I was like a practical child of an attorney. So, like, ha- having a Santa who's like contractually obligated to yeah. do a job is hilarious to me. So that's so that's like perfect because like I think my mom told me about Santa Claus when I was like twelve, and I cried the whole way to school my mom literally was like we were driving to school this is a great story we were driving to school and she's like i'm gonna need you to help me be santa for your sister this year and i was like what (laughs) what and she's like i thought you knew you're in the seventh grade (laughs) and i was like what are you talking about oh that's precious mine mine was the year where i realized santa and my mom had the same handwriting oh no my mom didn't even try to change it (laughs) it's like this perfect cursive and i was like i see trickery in my midst (laughs) see for us santa doesn't write your name on the on the package but he has his own wrapping paper and like kudos to my mom for like in like 96 buying like 300 (laughs) rolls of the same wrapping paper i don't know how she did it or if she like buys the new ones each year but it's the same wrapping paper my whole life and those are like those are always the gifts from santa and you get from santa where your parents would never buy you Mm -hmm. like santa always bought me like a bike or like the cool thing that i was like that mom and dad all year were like, no, you don't need that. Like, we're not going to spend money on that. Like, Santa got me my iPod and like, all that good stuff. Uh, that, see, I, Santa got spoiled for me. I think I was like four and a half or five. Oh, my God. You were so young. The neighbor kids oh, spoiled it. They're like, you know Santa's not real, right? I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Totally. He's like, I'm like, my life is built on lies. <laughs> Literally, yeah. So I had like written in my like journal that night because like what 12 year old doesn't journal when they're angsty? And I was like, <laughs> they're lying about Santa and probably the tooth fairy and like everything is a lie. Like what else are they lying about? I was so mad. So fast forward, I my sister is seven years younger than me and <laughs> she found my journal when she was maybe like four or five five or six maybe she like started to read and she comes downstairs like sobbing like all puffy all these things with like the ripped page out of the journal and is like what is this i got in trouble (gasps) of course (laughs) for writing it down of course 
I was like, I feel like I'm not the one who's to be in trouble right now. But (laughs) I guess I ruined Christmas forever. So (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) Well, maybe that's why Thanksgiving's her favorite holiday. (laughs) Maybe. But this year, Santa's getting vegan cookies and almond milk. (laughs) At least she'll participate. How hipster of you. (laughs) All right, Kaylee, we have one last one from you. Oh, I'm going classic. Okay. The Grinch. OG. Boris Karloff. The original where it's only 20 minutes, and that's as long as it needs to be. The what animated. year was that? 1966, if you can believe it. Wow. Um, one of those uh, definite classics. And I've always had to watch that one. Like, before they, like, had it on VHS or DVD, you had to, like, actually turn on your TV and tune in at a specific day at a specific time <laughs> to catch it. There was just something so heartwarming which is weird to say because it's the Grinch and he's obviously like... <laughs> he turns around. He, he does turn around. And I think that's the magical part because like he's such a fuddy-duddy the whole mm-hmm. time, right? But then at the end when he's like grabbing the sleigh and his little tiny heart, heart. goes three sizes <laughs> bigger and breaks the little frame. It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. He puzzled and puzzled till his puzzle of a saw. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. And his eyes turn blue. <laughs> I'm going to watch The Grinch tonight. <laughs> Plus, a holiday movie that's 20 minutes is right up my alley. Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, that's where all the classic songs come from. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much ripped straight from the book itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the narration with Boris is amazing. Like, I don't know, all these remakes that they've done now, the, the Jim Carrey live-action one, which I really don't even want to acknowledge. <laughs> And then the new one with Benedict Cumberbatch, which I'm still mad about. I still have refused to see it. Even though you love him. I love him. And I'm like, Benedict, what did you do? This is my sacred space. You do not have my permission to step in my sacred space. I don't know if I love you as much as I thought I did. It just didn't seem like it needed a remake. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag me too. You did not consent, Cumberbatch. (laughs) Okay, to finish out our podcast, I wanted to play a fun game with you guys. Mm. Okay. So based on the simple fact of, is it a Christmas movie or just a movie set over Christmas? Mm, I am going to give you a movie and you can give us nothing but a simple yes or no. Mm. Is it a Christmas movie or is it not? I'm so excited. Okay, oh, no. so we will. I will say the movie, and then it can go Kaylee, Amanda, me, and then I will do another movie. How does that sound? All right. Sounds good. Okay. Number one and most controversial, Die Hard. No. I've never seen it. Okay, fair. <laughs> I will also go with no. Uh, our second one, Gremlins. No. No. Yes. What? I grew up with it. Um, <laughs> number three, Frozen. Definitely not. No, it's not even set at Christmas time. No. Okay. Four, Lethal Weapon. <laughs> I'm going to have to say no again. I'll also say no. <laughs> yeah, okay, me too. No. Number five, A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, but it's also a Halloween movie. Yes, and I agree. 
three. I agree. Okay. Nice. We're nice, in agreement. Nice. Okay. Number six, Edward Scissorhands. Mm, no. It's a toughie. Yes. <gasps> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, specifically, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I'm going to say fat no. I'm going to say light no, because that's the most iconic Christmas scene out of all the movies. I'm going to go with no. Yeah. Because it's you, a quick Jesus. scene. I'm yeah. glad we're, we're on the same page. But Number... he, he does get a hollow during that scene, though. That's pretty important. <laughs> and but owl. it's not a Christmas movie. Uh, yes. Okay. Batman Returns. Mm, I'm going to say no, but the Jingle Bells Batman Smells is definitely a Christmas song. Okay. Valid point, Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to go with no. I am too, a no. Number nine, Eyes Wide Shut. I haven't seen that one, I so I'm going to reserve. It, it's an old school one. I will go with no, but it is over Christmas. Okay. Number 10, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. No. A controversial no over from Kaylee. Hmm. Oh, the Robert Downey Jr. movie? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with yes to change it up. <laughs> <laughs> and another controversial one, and our last one, Trading Places. Hmm. I want to say no. Yeah, I'm going to say no also. Oh, I got to say yes on this one. <laughs> See, I'm such a Scrooge. I like pretty much no for all of these. I'm like, it's got to be blatantly a Christmas or holiday movie, not just set during the season. Yeah, but you could literally say the exact same thing about the um, holiday, about the holiday and love, actually. Well, we didn't really get into it. We'll just save that for another time. <laughs> my, <laughs> my thoughts on love, actually. But Amanda, it's been fun having of you course. here. Reliving the Christmas magic. And Tuesday, our resident Jew. <laughs> Thanks for scrooging it up. A- anytime. But I always could count on you to bring the games. Okay, now I'm totally ready to put it on like sweatpants, pour myself a hot toddy, and watch some movies. So... Dear listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. We want to hear what your holiday movie traditions are. So leave us a comment online at whiskeyandpopcorn.org or on Facebook or Twitter. You can also find us on Instagram. And I'd like to thank my little co-host here today because you have put me a little bit in the holiday season. Yay! So be sure to describe to us and you might not end up with a lump of coal in your stocking. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So, you know, basically just open up the internet. (laughs) Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you at the movies or on the couch watching a holiday movie with you. 